Welcome to Chucked. I'm Austin McMahon, and I'm with my father, Charles Braxton. Pete, could you turn me up just a little bit? Sure. Thank you. Uh, a little behind the scenes for you Chuck listeners. Um, but uh, just talking here, it's a gloomy Tuesday morning, and we were just uh, discussing uh, I, my... Went to, I went to, it's just one of those days. I went to bed pissed and I woke up pissed and, um, doing a few things, doing something today I don't want to do, uh, or not that I don't want to do, but I don't agree with. And, uh, I don't agree with the, what the decisions are being made. I wish I could make all the decisions. So, um, anyway, uh, you ever have those days, dad? Ah, <sighs> you know, it's funny because. It is easy to frame your day based on, oh, I've got this thing coming up. It's just one thing. Yeah, I know. But you're always, it's always fun when it's done. It's why I tell myself, you know. Yeah. It's why I brush my teeth first thing, brush and floss first thing in the morning, like when I get up, because just do the important stuff first, mm-hmm. you know. Get it done. Um, yeah, you know, there's just large parts of my job that I don't really like uh, to do, you know, but. Uh, so I get, yeah, I get your flow there. I um, certainly do. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Not once or, in, or twice in our rough island glory, the path of duty was the path to glory. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do your duty, and I don't mean number two. Yeah. As I know there are listeners of mine who, when they hear that word, that's all they think of. <laughs> I mean the real duty. Yeah, so... Um, I'll pray that you get through that today. I, I tell you, that put things in perspective. I got a text this morning about a friend and his daughter who are stuck in Haiti with the political turmoil there, got stuck. They were on a mission trip. And this morning, literally, they are stuck there being protected in a compound because wow. it's dangerous. And boy, does that put your... Put your um, you know, it makes, Dave, it makes, there, there you go. There, there you go. That puts your day in perspective actually, right you there. You know, actually, Oz. it makes me more annoyed by what, today, I think, hearing that. <laughs> because of, yeah. Because at least there's meaning to, well, perceived meaning to It makes the day, me, you know, be more, seem more meaningless and the, the subject be, seem more meaningless and still there's duty in it. So, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it makes it, uh, I'll, I'll pile on you. I'll pile on you, man. I got players box tonight, second second round, and um, we're building for the long haul with this. And it got off to a great start last week. Tremendous feedback. Probably mm-hmm. close to a hundred parents and students were part of the launch last <clears throat> week. And this is the beta ra- round, so we're doing a lot of evaluation, testing, getting feedback, and. It, uh, it's really exciting. You know, there, I got some stories from students. I was surprised by how many of them said, yeah, I didn't really want to come. My parents made me come, which I had told the parents, don't make your child come. And I was wrong because parents said, nope, we need this. Yeah, We made them come. And a number of them said they, they really enjoyed it. They wish it had been longer. And mm-hmm. uh, Can people join in the middle of it if it's already started? I think they could join um, like today if they wanted to. And I, uh, you know, the... The, the commitment of the six weeks is important because this is the foundation being laid for the intellectual understanding of how the brain works when it comes to performance and emotion, mm-hmm. et cetera. So yeah. uh, very excited, you know, seven years in waiting and then, then I lost my voice last week and, and I'm looking forward to God <laughs> willing, I just getting to speak 
this week with my voice. You just, oh, the simple things you just take for granted. Mm-hmm. One of the things that surprised me was how I forgot that when your voice isn't working, your brain doesn't work in real clearly either. You feel, your brain feels foggy. Mm-hmm. There's something there mm-hmm. um, about you hearing your own voice or lack thereof. And so, very excited about tonight. So, man, I just have a lot more to look forward to. Plus, I'm doing <laughs> Pete's Paul and Mary today. Sorry that yeah. your day is so meaningless. I'd probably get a free lunch out of it, but okay. Um, but it is something we actually need to talk about after. So yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but uh, so I thought of today. It's not. It's not a discussion that uh, it's on on my heart or mind. It's not one that. Uh, it's not. It's not just because it's a hot topic, but um, it seems necessary in the truest sense of. Uh, the word, and that is one of uh, a, a sub-conversation of second chances that is behind a lot of uh, political and uh, po- uh, popular figures in yeah. uh, something that came from their past or in where they're at now. And why I bring it up is uh, it's for more shallow reasons is that the Browns just signed Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. But uh, for those that don't know, Cream Hunt, there was a video that appeared last year when he was on the AFC championship champion contender, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They let him go in the middle of the year. He's a great running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland native. And they let him go, and a video surfaced of him kicking his girlfriend. So not the best video, obviously. Uh, not, not very acceptable. And they let him go, and that's great. And the Browns signed him yesterday as of uh, this Tuesday morning. And so that brings up a conversation of second chances. Obviously, be- before the Browns signing Cream Hunt, we had Ralph Northam and his blackface incident. Whether he did or didn't do it, um, he admitted to, he admitted to, uh, uh, that was hilarious within itself, the whole moonwalking yeah, thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That was bad. Uh, and then there's some it's other... the whole thing now is being, is burying his whole comments about infanticide. I, I, I thought it was an SNL skit when he looked over his wife. Should I moonwalk now? I mean, that, that whole, did you see the video? No, no. Uh, when, uh, you know, I, I didn't, cause he, he kind of apologized for the whole black thing yeah. without saying I did it. I didn't do that, but I did kind of do it once before in my past, just up as Michael Jackson. And I apologize for that. You know, and someone said something to the effect of, you know, it was a dance competition, and they said, "Can you still moonwalk now?" And he looked over his wife with a smile, like, "Can I? Can I do it?" This is in the middle of, of addressing oh blackface, my and she just goes, she just looks at him with dead, oh no, you know, in all seriousness, oh, uh, just, serious? just shakes her head and goes, "No, this, that would not, this is not the place for that." He says, anyway, oh. so you know, someone like him, who's he's so he's not stepping down. That's the point. He's not stepping down of this of this incident. Uh, you have the Brett Kavanaugh's. You have. Uh, some other Virginia politicians that were involved in some uh, allegations of sexual abuse. So, in a in this era where everything is where we're judged more by our what we the, the bad we don't do than by or we're we're, we're we're celebrated more for the bad we don't do than than the than the the mm-hmm. good we do, and we're held more accountable and and brought to into popular conversation with our mistakes than anything else. Uh, where does, where does second chance have a, where, where, what, what's what, let's talk about second chance because it brings up things like forgiveness. It brings up, 
mercy. It brings up uh, yeah. so much. Uh, at the end of the day, absolution. It brings up a lot. So, uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Uh, a necessary subject that is. Uh, yeah. People getting a well, second chance. Well, I've been asked about it a few times in the last few months uh, because of starting with Brett Kavanaugh. Is, you know, what do you think about that? And uh, now, obviously, I can go easy on on the. I'm I'm totally for second chances, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the conversation we're having now at some level existed with the early church in the first century. What should we think of Saul of Tarsus? Who admitted himself when he wrote to Timothy, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor. I mean, you think about it, he was a terrorist to Christians. Mm-hmm. Now think about that on your resume. And so... And we see the reticence in in the Acts record of the church's embracing of Paul. Naturally, they didn't trust that he was safe. Um, And so this is a this is a really it's always a relevant talk because uh, our gospel, the gospel of Christ, is defined by redemption, which doesn't happen without second chances. So obviously, the other big one is Peter the other pillar of the church, mm-hmm. who publicly and um, to his to his personal shame that, you know, that he, he expressed, he denied that he even knew Christ. So you yeah, have James, who, to the best of our guessing, ridiculed his brother for, yeah, for exactly. uh, whoops, dancing around for three years and doing his thing. So. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, second chances to me, that's an easy one to answer. The credibility that then has to be re-earned is a whole other topic, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I will say that uh, who wants to be held accountable for what they did in high school or college? Mm-hmm. My goodness. I mean, let he who is without a mess up toss the first tweet. Tweet, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, good night. I would not want to be held accountable for things I've said in the past, for, for, for you know things I've done. I mean, I, 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 you know that one of my defining moments in my life, it's in the top five, was when my group we were going through the steps, we were going, we were at the point of inventory, and and I, and I had realized that a lot of my shame went back to when I was six years old, and I was showing off in front of a bunch of friends, and we were in a stream, and I dropped a puppy in a stream. Just you know, showing off like a six, eight week old puppy. Now the puppy didn't drown or anything, but it was just an act of cruelty that that you know I'm very capable of. Left without God, and and I remember bringing that up tearfully in my inventory to my group. And my dear friend Todd McGon looking at me and said, "Charlie, you don't have a right to judge that six year old." That that six-year-old was doing the best he could with what he had at that time, and uh, that was, you know, something that I that just stuck with me. You know how like you know the the venom character that mm-hmm. the symbiote that's what shame's like. It just like sticks to you, and you you act out things out of that. And I think I had not just that, but acted that out a long time over my life, and it controlled me. And once you bring that out into the light, it doesn't anymore. And so all that to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a second chance moment, right? That's a that's a second chance moment, and I view people that way. I think, you know, 
somebody at 20 years old has not fully formed. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Kareem Hunt situation is difficult because it's the Browns. So you're, you know, here our team and I, you asked me about it. I said, I think it's unnecessary. You know, I, 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 I totally, I understand how the NFL works. Talent trumps baggage in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it just does. That's just, mm-hmm. that's his reality there. Someone was going to sign him. I, I only, you know, it's. I told you today that uh, yeah. Now the Browns will win the Super Bowl because we'll be the only team that'll win the Super Bowl, and it'll be tainted by, mm. you know, this. Yeah. And uh, um, there's a lot bigger issue than a Super Bowl going on here. But um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a franchise with a statue of Jim Brown out front, and his past. I'm I'm a. I mean, I, I, I like Jim Brown for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is 5.2 average per carry in the NFL. But what he's done for the, the black community in America is really underrated. It's really underrated. His Can movement that he started, very un, un, underappreciated. But the fact is he has a history with physical violence against women, and his statue is out front of that stadium. So... Mm-hmm. I'm blathering on now. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this? Um, your life is a life of redemption being utilized. I, I mean, you could do your own First Timothy one, as could I. I was once, I was formerly a, mm-hmm. and now, you know, what, remember what Paul says there? He says, "But God showed His patience to me, mm-hmm. and His, you know, His patience to me, and that, you know, by now I'm a minister of the gospel." Paul says. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when any of those things happen, uh, some politician, and yeah, that's, that's obviously different than Kareem Hunt. Uh, they're held accountable by their, they need to lead with part of leading is moral authority and um, credit or moral credibility, I guess. But uh, it, I mean, the first thing that those, when those Ralph Northam things happen, it makes, it makes you kind of check yourself and... Uh, okay, who is there anyone from my past I, I haven't made an amends to? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone I should, you know, you kind of go through that. Uh, and I, that's why I'm thankful for the, the thoroughness of the steps, as you said, because it goes through that, and right. you don't, ha- and you, and you, the the of the, the the four and five step process. It's so thorough that. If if you work it with the demand of rigorous honesty, then you can really start over in your life. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it, you it don't, is a reset. You You're don't right. have to. I mean, it's, it's, it's people that haven't done that and gone have gone through a life of reconciliation and, and making amends and and, and and repentance of lifestyle, behavior, and worldview, whatnot. Um, they can still obviously they're still on the same path, but there's a um, the effectiveness of being so thorough and and. Um, doing all you can to amend uh, who you've been and what you've done is, is is quite nice to when you have when those things happen and you go oh my gosh what a, I'm sure I forgot something mm-hmm. well I don't think so you know mm-hmm. um, because I was you know I remember those rooms with the sponsor or that process and the, the prayerful process um, but it's still difficult in handling it today and how we how we handle people that feel like we have violated our trust, have violated our, our principles of ethics um, because human to human mercy and um, 
forgiveness. Uh, it's all there, 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 there's immeasurables. Uh, you yeah. know, there, there, how do you how do you measure an error? How do you measure uh, an error of a 20, 20 year old? We can rationalize that with a, with a lack of neurological development or cognitive development, but what's well, still an error? But it's but it's a twenty year old. But it's you know it, I don't I don't know. It's it's really tricky, and and we're and we're we're doing a really poor job of policing ourselves. Um, without yeah. any greater moral authority, yeah, because because these are un- immeasurables. They're 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 um, there's no they're very subjective. That's for sure. They are, and you know, I I I, uh, I look at the Kareem Hunt situation, and my reticence to be harsh with someone like that has nothing to do with the severity of his transgression. It has to do with. And I was not raised in inner city Cleveland like he was. Uh, you know, I, I'd be careful to condemn quickly, mm-hmm. um, be slow on that because I was not raised. I spoke about, I talked about abortion this past weekend, and Jordan told a story about a friend of hers who, when she or Jordan was was dancing with her and she was going to go get an abortion, and and uh, Jordan tried to talk her out of it, and the insight that Jordan telling me about her friend's story. Being raised in inner city Dayton with zero value given to her life, constantly devalued. And she was being asked to now value life inside her that was not formed. Uh, when to carry that to term, that life would cost her the only place she's felt value. And that was the place they were dancing at at that time. Now, that doesn't mean that to go have an abortion is right. It's just, I. I I have a f- easy time extending mercy and grace mm-hmm. before I'd ever value that is to her. I, w- I would have an easy time saying, you're a beloved daughter of God. Now let's walk through this together. And I would say the same thing about Kareem Hunt. Um, and then on the other side of that, I have no compassion for the governor of Virginia. You know, mm-hmm. I mentioned this weekend that one of the, 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 the defect of evil from Scott Peck is that it doesn't acknowledge its existence of its sinfulness and uh, my perception of him even the anecdote you share about his obliviousness to the seriousness of this discussion uh, is such that wow I, I'm I'm still paused I'm not condemning but I'd be very slow to embrace that individual I, I, as, as, as a steward of leadership and authority. And so, as you always say, you climb to the mountain of knowledge and there you find the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made me think, as I mentioned this morning, of a book uh, called Shameless that's coming out soon. And of uh, someone I've liked to listen to on different matters, it's written by Nadia Bowles Weber and on other matters I don't agree with, but. Uh, so we don't we can't measure on our own accord who deserves grace who deserves mercy where there's deserves forgiveness how do we measure sin or error or transgression so someone laid the foundation a while back uh a baseline of things and because we because we can't we, we can't absolve them with our own behavior we can't we can't rid ourselves of. We can do. We can come up with a nice language and nice, you know, terms of being mindful and and 
and reclaiming your, yourself, reinventing yourself. But so Wesley Hill, he's a New Testament scholar. He said, we can't defeat shame by whittling down God's law to fit our behavior. We mm. need the good news of God's forgiveness instead. And that's where, that's where shame past is defeated. That's where there is, that's where it is. Uh, our, our, our transgressions are absolved. They're not absolved through just as this book would say, um, forgetting what uh, less liberal people have told you about, say, sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Um, form fit the gospels to you, and not to, you know one pastor. I, I don't know. I just I, I read about um, same sex marriage. Who was affirming it? And this might be getting off topic and getting more into my day, honestly. But um, he took First Corinthians twelve fifteen, and and it's just so it's just this this era of hermeneutical concordism, and then it's, it's just form fitting to hmm. <laughs> you know just trying to take what we want, but not all of it. And uh, anyway, there was a there was a standard set long ago of how to of what will be the judge, what what, what will be um, what will be the measuring stick for our wrongs and it's, and it's, and it's not so easily because it's not so easily policed by ourselves mm-hmm. as you, it's very, as I'm thinking out loud here, we're trying to judge evil with our own evil, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to fight evil with evil. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to defeat death with that, which we are is, is death and nothing good within us. Trying to fix something that's broken with broken parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on? Well, yeah, you know, I, I, we were talking this morning about Nadia Bull's um, book, and basically absolves it absolves us of any wrongdoing. I had an abortion, and I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Um, like I said this weekend, you don't change the poison in the bottle by changing the label, you know, and um, to to call the the our past we can redeem from it because oh it really wasn't that serious i i you know i i i don't think that history shows that the denial of a standard leads to healthy civilization the acknowledgement of the standard and the embracing of one another, even when we fall short of that, to help one another, that's what leads to a healthy community, healthy family, healthy healthy teams, healthy healthy souls. And um, so that's where I differ with her. And I really like her a lot. I like, you know, I, I, I'm sure I would like talking to her. Uh, she, for those of you who might remember, my, I quoted from her with Pastrix. Her, I think it was her first one, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of things I like, but I think essentially... To be a follower of Christ is at the end of the day to trust all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. And with the use of that word authority is a is a an acknowledgement that he is dispenses he is the dispenser of truth and grace. John 1.14, he came full of truth and grace. Those two are not mutually exclusive. But it's the black backdrop of our shame that allows us to view the diamond of the gospel with clarity and Mm-hmm. unbelievable gratitude but when we say we can repaint that black backdrop to be something other than what it is it 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 diminishes the gospel it diminishes the need for you know i've been thinking a lot in recent days of just 
trying to, you know, you always find him trying to find different ways to communicate how he absorbed sin and death. And I was thinking about how, what if someone said, I am going to take away the national debt, trillions of dollars. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who empties myself of my assets Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take that away, and we are going to be a debt-free society. We would go, man. Now that person had to be unbelievably wealthy. They'd have to understand the seriousness of what some say is not a serious issue. And that's the national debt, because to do that, you, you you must be a big deal. It must not be something that, like a lot of people say, ah, it's not that big a deal. No, they they obviously believe it's a big deal, and that's what Jesus did. He was his death was he absorbed sin and death. He absorbed our debt. That meant his life was worth so much that that was worthy of overcoming trillions of dollars of sin debt. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And that's the case for redemption. Not, all oh, that debt doesn't matter. Just wipe that out. Wipe, wipe, wipe that you had that abortion. Wipe that you were a, a, a girl beater. Just, you know, just ignore that. Just pretend that that doesn't matter. No, it does matter. But I can face it because someone has absorbed my debt. Mm-hmm. And he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I am I, I'm not just making bogus claims here. My resurrection shows that I am the one that was worthy to absorb that debt. And that's what leads to second chances. I, I'm thinking this weekend of using the picture from the mission with De Niro and Jeremy Irons when uh-huh. Jeremy Irons' character cuts loose all that. Remember, remember Robert De Niro's character? He's a murderer mm-hmm. and he's carrying all this baggage up the mountain. And he gets to the top, and the the natives against whom he has sinned, they come and they cut that away, and it all falls to the ground. And he mm-hmm. and, and that scene is just so powerful about the redemption that comes and his weeping of the unworthiness. You know, we don't have that if you say, "Wow, you know, what I did against those tribal folks wasn't really that bad." It's that's mm-hmm. your right and wrong. That's not mine. Does that make sense to yeah. you? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's really stunning. Now, as the C.S. Lewis said, the path to second chances is is amazing in that it is based in this cross, uh, a, a, an instrument of which no human being would have invented, mm-hmm. <laughs> as the model of redemption. And that's that's my hope is not I imagine the things that I've done wrong or just you know bibbity bobbity boo it's gone I no but he absorbed that. And I steward that grace. I steward that. I'm a steward of that gift. You know, I, it makes me think of how we get to that and how we achieve that. Not that I've done it right and perfect, but I've done something in it, I guess. And and I think of the the, the beginning path to of um, absorbing of, of of being a beneficiary of that grace, uh, or as you could say, being a practicing believer, and it all started with a call. Me reaching out to someone and not even necessarily people reaching out to me <laughs> and telling I was in the wrong, um, but me reaching out to someone raising and essentially raising my hand and saying, hey, I did wrong here. I need someone give me time. Someone, someone give me, someone d- demonstrate a better way for me. And I think of, as you say, as Paul says in Timothy, God was patient with me. You see Paul, we see Paul, he got, he had this, he had this experience in Damascus and then 
and then it, it, the on the surface what we what the, the everyday teaching of Paul we had this conversion right and then he mm-hmm. and then he and then he changed ethics and, and belief forever. Yeah, he went, you know, Clark Kent went into the phone booth and boom, out came super, super apostle, right? And there's it didn't no, happen there's, that way. There's no mentioning of, of you know, there obviously is in scripture, but there's, there's in, in conversation, there's not enough discussion given to um, his, his few years in Sinai, his 10 years yeah. in, back home. Uh, and it's yeah. the patience that that took of of, of, of of healing, of uh, probably a lot of self-forgiveness, um, a lot of learning, and uh, a lot of repentance, uh, part of that learning. Yeah. And that is so much uh, so much imagery for, I think, what you're saying in, in, the, in, in Jesus' three days in the tomb, Jesus is going and facing death himself, going to the debt for those three days and defeating it and condemning it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I don't know if that's if that makes some of this uh, we've, we've we've gone through the weeds here, but it makes that a little bit more uh, applicable with um, the patience factor. I don't know if that's where we'd get to today with it, yeah, but yeah. I think that is a, an applicable part of it um, to to spend some time in Mount Sinai and just to go back home to to uh, to. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about it more. I, I, a lot of times I wake up at night and think about Paul, and it's just he's just interesting to think about. And you think like he went home to tell everyone how he's been wrong <laughs> for ten years. Yeah, you know, that, that was his yeah, life. You know, he, was, and he went yeah. home and just for ten years just just faced I was t- all I, the all yeah. the uh, how he was wrong. It would literally be like someone raised in an extremist family in Syria. Syria. Going back and saying, I've been totally wrong about the infidels. Mm-hmm. They get it. They've got they've got the message. They've they've got what'll save mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's like that's literally what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the you know, Paul and Peter are two of the biggest reasons why I believe in Christ. Because mm-hmm. how do you how do you make up that that change? I mean yeah. what you know what and people you, people I I've heard people say that that, you know, he he was quiet when he went back um, to Turkey, and and I don't I don't believe that doesn't fit the character of Paul the Zealot, the no, the fiery, no, no, angry, no. you know, no fighter. He, there's no way he went back there and he was quiet. No, there was no <laughs> way. No, he it was everything he could do to. Yeah, no, that's that wouldn't fit his personality at all. Mm. Well, again, anytime we can talk about redemption, whether it's Kareem Clark or Ralph Northam or. Um, any one of us, it's still all rooted in, is there one who came full of grace and truth, right? Mm-hmm. Is there one who came full of grace and truth? I appreciate you bringing up this topic today because it's a constant reminder that we need, but in the context of our church right now is in this series versus, and this weekend we're, we're going to deal with the issue of guilt and forgiveness, you know, is it just, it, it's really this topic, is it just a matter of, oh, just, just pretend it didn't happen, you know, mm-hmm. and the words of, of Dark Element in, uh, in that great classic sci-fi documentary Spaceballs, uh, don't ever play that again, you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just pretend that that didn't happen, that I just ran my face into the front screen of the of the faux Millennium Falcon here and uh, I think that's what we think we can do as a culture is just 
is just ignore that line. Well, there is a line, but there's grace when we fall below that line. Mm-hmm. Until next time, this is Charles Braxton signing off for myself and Austin Charles. See you next time on Chucked. Mm-hmm.